Hi, everybody. I'm Lynn Petrek, Senior Editor of Progressive Grocer Magazine, and welcome to Top Women in Grocery. It's a podcast focused on the trends, topics, and interests that drive women forward in our industry. We spotlight extraordinary women who have remarkable careers and interesting lives and give back to their workplaces, their communities, and their colleagues. And today, uh, I am talking with Joan Driggs of Circana and Kristen Hansen of Tops Friendly Markets. Welcome. Thanks. Happy to be here. Nice. Yeah, nice to be here. And hi, Kristen. Hi, Joan. I was going to say, you know, Merry Christmas, but it's, we'll talk a little bit more about the holidays in a little bit. So a little bit of background on both of our guests. Joan is Vice President of Content and Thought Leadership at Circana, formerly IRI and NPD. And how else, Joan? Do I know yeah, you? I used to be the Editorial Director of Progressive Grocer. Yay! All right. Yay. So everything comes full circle, doesn't it? <laughs> sure does. Um, and Joan's thought leadership work regularly serves as foundation from which Circana teams develop innovative holistic solutions for clients and is regularly showcased uh, during top uh, top client meetings, industry conferences and webinars, media, academic and custom studies. Her motto is to make the shopper the hero, which this is something she's done for a long time. And Joan is also a fellow podcaster. She hosts the IRI Growth Insights podcast and she supports industry organizations such as the Next Ups and Les Dames de Scoffier International. How'd I do? Oh, well done, Lynn. <laughs> Thank you. In both 2021 and 2022, she was recognized by Progressive Grocer and Ensemble IQ as the top women in grocery. Yeah, and that was not a pressure move at all, right? (laughs) It was well-deserved. It was well-deserved. And Kristen's also a twig, right, Kristen? Yes, I am. Yes. So we have a double feature and double twigs today, so I'm honored to be with you. And Kristen currently serves as a group VP of Center Store, Own Brands, and Pharmacy at Pops. Markets, a Williamsville, New York-based company that operates 150 full-service supermarkets and 58 fuel station stations in New York, Pennsylvania, and Vermont. She began her career at Hannaford Brothers, where she held several roles, including store manager, regional specialist, divisional center store and produce merchandiser, district manager, category business manager, VP of Fresh, and vice president of center store and private brands. She also served as vice president of center store and our brands at Delhaize America. Through all these roles, her passion remains the same to deliver top quality products and services to support local and give back to the community. So you both really share this passion for the industry, and I'm so happy that you both joined us today. It's exciting to be here. So let's get going. Um, The holiday season is in full swing, um, and everyone's doing what they can to make the most out of the season. So, Joan, what do your insights tell you? Uh, We know that the 2020 so far have shaped up to be an unusual decade, and it's certainly looking like it again. This year, there's a lot of uncertainty, there's strife, there's all kinds of things. So what do you see? Is there any chance to get back to the old normal um, or what's it looking like? Well, I don't think that there ever be an like a revert to whatever we were before the pandemic. It was so disruptive. Um, and I think, honestly, Lynn, right now, there's still so many headwinds with, you know, high inflation, student loan repayments, um, consumer debt has never been higher so many headwinds like that, we don't even know what we really look like in a comfortable space. Um, And how that's shaping up for the holidays, the good news is that people are going to celebrate. You know, Thanksgiving is one of those holidays that is so, um, it's so foundational to like tradition and gathering. It's a little low pressure. I think Kristen will agree. It's probably one of the highest food lift holidays of the year. And we know from our work at Circana that consumers are going to be gathering. They know prices are going to be a little bit higher. 
but they're willing to pay for it because that's how important Thanksgiving is. And that's great news for retailers and manufacturers. Kristen, what are you seeing? Yeah, the same thing. You know, we, you know, it's, it's funny as we sit here and we're talking about the holidays, you know, we started planning the holidays many months ago, you know, as a grocery retailer, and I've certainly grown up in it is that holidays come really quick. And then they go away really fast. Um, but to your point, Joan, um, absolutely. Will we ever go back to the old normal? No, we have a new normal and then a new normal and a new normal. Um, all of the things that you mentioned certainly will impact how consumers shop, how they gather, but they will absolutely gather. Um, we hear that, we see that, we feel that. You know, I think there's different diverse ways of celebrating, and that's what we're experiencing as well. Versus a one person doing the whole meal, there's sort of the potluck and what can you bring. So you're you're balancing um, the celebration, but it is foundational. Thanksgiving is foundational and um, absolutely the two holidays coming up very very important to supplier and retailer alone so absolutely what we have seen too is that um, because people know that it's going to cost them more for thanksgiving they're shopping a little bit earlier we have more than a third have already you know started shopping they're looking for some of those spot deals or buying specific items if they see them on sale or if they have a coupon Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people are determined to make this happen. Well, and I think, does it almost make a yearning for holidays a little bit more because there has been such, you know, difficulty and, and disruptions? Does that make people almost want to celebrate more and kind of have that kind of potluck fun atmosphere? What do you think, Kristen? I, th- I think so. And I think uh, Joan's right. From a retailer standpoint, we start displaying holiday-related items in September. Wow. So, mm-hmm. and consumers will start to pick up the cranberry sauce, the stuffing, it doesn't have, you know, it's a, it's a pantry item. So they start the journey of the holiday planning earlier, um, probably more so than, than before. Now on the flip side, they're buying their turkey later and their ham later, um, what we're finding. However, those pantry items they're purchasing earlier in the shopping uh, pattern. Yeah, you know, and, and you've, just, I've done that. you've just mentioned a couple of those staple items and help me out here because for the media, you know, the media loves like the big headlines of turkey shortage or, you know, buy your cranberries now. I'm not seeing any of that. Like I and Kristen, you would know best because like you said, you've been planning for this for months. Yeah. So anything that we need to be worried about? At this point, thankfully, let's, you know, find some wood to knock on. Uh, No, as most of you know, from a turkey standpoint or those commodity, we bring turkeys in very, very early in the season. So they are already in the freezer. Um, And then from a, you know, a stuffing, a gravy, a cranberry, we're not seeing and hearing any shortages, which is an anomaly, which is really nice to hear. Um, So we should have good supply going into the holiday season perhaps a few blips, but uh, we always say, can we service the customer, whether it's we don't have their number one brand that they want, but do we have something to make sure that they fulfill their need? Um, Feeling very confident going into both Thanksgiving and Christmas. What about shortcuts too? Are you seeing um, people still looking for ways to do shortcuts? Okay, maybe I'll make my grandmother's pie, but I'm going to get an extra pie that I don't feel like making a second one. So are you still, are you seeing a little bit of 
that mix of prepared foods and meal solutions going in with this that we've seen over the past few years. But where would you say it stands? Oh right my now? gosh, I think so. I, it, you know, from a day in and day out, we have so many time saving solutions throughout the store, um, all retailers, but certainly tops. We really pride ourselves from the moment you walk in to produce. I mean, you can buy your fruit tray, you can buy your cut up vegetables that you need for the holiday. Um, get your pies, get your bakery items, your charcuterie board. Quite frankly, you can buy your holiday dinner. So um, we sell a tremendous amount of the tur- fully uh, full turkey and ham dinners for the holidays, typically sell out of them. Time saving convenience um, for shoppers. So it's a good mix of, um, and what we hear from consumers is, I always make my grandmother's XYZ. But the, the vegetables, I'll get them pre-cut. Um, or I might buy the pumpkin pie because I'm not an expert. But there's certain, it's a mix and a combination of, of how people prepare. So I think it's important to have both for sure. And it's important um, to have the ability with this whole Instacart and pickup and delivery. Consumers will absolutely um, take, take hold of that during the holiday season as well. We um, we have some research that we've done, and a third of the meals are completely homemade. So that leaves two-thirds of the meals that are, you know, partially homemade or ready to eat or even sourced from restaurants. So it is across the board. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's something that shifted in recent years. And maybe the pandemic did that because some of us had to pick up things at restaurants during that time when we had some maybe smaller scale celebrations that had to do smaller things. So I think you know, being the beauty of it is like people do it in their own unique way, right? And, but in a way, Kristen, that means you have to offer more solutions, right, on your end. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we're certainly ready for it at Tops Markets. We we think about how can we cater and service customers, meet them where they're at. So whether it's the entire meal prepped, ready, they just need to pick it up, or ensuring that we have the ingredients to make that special side dish or that special um, meal meal that they they always had. So it's really important for us to have both um, and have those options up and down the store for sure. I think the other thing is too is there's traditional ways of celebrating now. You know, I, I talk with my mom and she's you know in Florida and won't necessarily travel to the <laughs> to the north and it's gatherings of non traditional. Um, gatherings of folks that don't have families. So it's, and it's diverse and the food choices are different, um, which I think is really cool. And so we have to be open to the traditional turkey dinner, but then what else is out there and making sure that we're hitting all, all needs and all demographics and, and lifestyles. I think that's one of the fun things about Thanksgiving is that, you know, like you said, um, Kristen, a lot of this is potluck, you know, where you've got different people bringing different items and that makes it exciting, you know, to try different things. And, you know, you mentioned your mom, you know, who is probably of the older generation, but it's really those young people who anticipate more people at the table. So that to me is like screaming Friendsgivings, you know, the 18 to 34. Um, They're going to have more than nine people at the table where Overall, total consumers are saying about 7.6 people at the table. So I think a lot of, you know, young people are getting their cooking chops, you know, showing off what they what they can do at Thanksgiving. Yes, 
Well, and I think that extends to the other holiday seasons that go through the December, right? Because, um, you know, my kids love to entertain with their friends. They're in their 20s. They throw like lots of little charcuterie parties and holiday parties. So this can ex- this this will extend over the next several weeks. Right? Do you see more of that for entertaining too? Absolutely. So there's a combination of things that are happening right now. So it's preparation for the holidays. So you have entertaining and, and prepping for that. And then, oh, by the way, it's football season. So we're, we're a country that loves football, um, or certainly in Western New York, Buffalo Bills, spot mm-hmm. on. Um, but people are gathering for that. And our younger generations, to your, to your point, they love food. Mm-hmm. They love experimenting with food, with different foods, and they love entertaining friends. So I think that's the beauty. And we learn through certainly social media. I mean, heavens, you can't go on social media without seeing a recipe. Um, what's new, what's exciting. And we need to make sure that we're in tune as a retailer with, with, with what's new, what's on trend, um, balancing tradition with, with the new. Which you is know, um, one of my colleagues, Jana Parker, she oversees our fresh business. She often talks about the Thanksgiving weekend as, you know, we can't just be focused on that Thursday meal because people are gathering all weekend. And it might be that, you know, maybe Friday is leftovers. Maybe everyone is making sandwiches or just eating out of the fridge. But Saturday tends to ramp back up again with a a larger meal and more socializing. So it really is a holiday that just keeps on giving, right? Right. That's right. And maybe celebrations will be smaller scale this year. Companies may be scaling back Christmas parties. That's one thing that I'm hearing. So maybe there's a chance that companies, and I've heard this too, um, some companies are going for those big lavish parties where they run out hotels and they're doing potlucks. So this really benefits grocers too, right? If, if there's there's trends going on in other aspects of the world that might be beneficial too. Absolutely. It's all back to that potluck again. <laughs> it, it is. And so Chris, a little bit. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm good. Thank you. A little bit about marketing. So are you trying to reach consumers more at home in different parts of their shopping journey on store and in line? How's that kind of, how's that shaking out now that people are used to buying in store and online for pickup delivery? Yeah, absolutely. So at at Tops, um, we are one of the few, I shouldn't say a few, but one of the retailers that has a physical ad on the street every single week. Um, So we will absolutely utilize that. And most of our primary customers um, utilize our ad. At least they they skim through it. They circle. They cut out the coupons. They're ready to go. Um, So we hit them there. And then we have obviously our online and digital platforms that are we have e-coupons. Everything that we have in our ad is is available online. Um, So everything you can shop for is again, there and and ready. We have targeted marketing. We have email blasts. We have um, other, any area, uh, all of our social um, really indicates, you know, please come, come to tops. We have what you're looking for. Um, But we really want to take advantage of how we capture and how we entice and how we get in the door. Um, And more importantly, more ways to save, more ways to serve. And that's what our, our thought process is every day, not just for the holidays. And what are you seeing in the Omnichannel, Joan? You know, more, you know, and Kristen said that, you know, for TAPS, it is primarily that physical um, circular every week. So many retailers, and this is why she mentioned it, are going digital. And we know that consumers are shopping fewer channels, fewer stores than they were pre-pandemic. I mean, it's, it's really 
down considerably. So you have to work really hard to even be part of that shopper's consideration set. Mm -hmm. So that makes it more challenging. But a lot of the homework is done, you know, from the app, um, you know, from the circular, depending on who your audience is. People are doing their homework more in advance of the shop than they had been. And so I think, Kristen, all those things that you ticked off, all the ways that you're connecting with your shoppers are the right things to do because you have to keep that that direct communication going um, to make sure that those shoppers know that you're there for them. Absolutely. Well, and we've all been shoppers where, oh, I forgot something, right? So maybe I'm going to go do my big shop and I came home and yeah, I literally forgot the butter that I went there for. So you have to be there for them for that too. And it's the same consumer that shops different ways, right? Absolutely. And one of the, the other areas that that TOPS has is, is fuel. Um, so we utilize our fuel rewards program, um, and that has been certainly very, very important as fuel prices have gone up. So our fuel rewards is certainly an attraction to our consumers. Um, so we certainly utilize um, utilize that within our ad as well as online. And what about, you mentioned gas, and there's some other products as well that go beyond food. So what about gift giving? Can can supermarkets and grocery stores be places where people pick up gifts for other people? And are they are they tapping into that opportunity? Because if we're stretched for time and we're stretched for money and maybe we don't want to go on another thing, how how, how are and how can uh, grocers tap into that? Oh, my goodness. You know, oh, go, Joan, please. You know what? I'll I'll start with I'll start with the data, Kristen, and then you can tell about what it what it how it shows up. So yes, yes, you know, even even for Thanksgiving, you know, people will buy a bottle of wine or a bottle of liquor as a gift maybe for the the host or just to share. And I would say that the level of people who intend to buy gifts is pretty much the same from last year. Maybe it's up like a percentage for either a food gift or um, a beverage alcohol gift. But at the same time, again, consumers are anticipating that they're going to be spending a lot more, about 25% more than they did last year, um, which I think is just, you know, kind That's of, pretty it really is. Where they're cutting back will be on things like decorations or tableware. You know, they're going to be focusing more on the food and the gifting than they are on atmosphere, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll just reuse what they had last year, right? Kristen, how are you seeing it um, manifest in the store? Is that does that jive with what you're seeing? Yeah, Joan, you're spot on. So if I think about the entire year, um, if we so Tops Markets is committed to having general merchandise product in the store. So um, every season, so from a seasonal GM standpoint as well as um, everyday GM, from a seasonal standpoint, to your point, harvest um, decoration. Summer, summer seasonal, Christmas, all of that is down 30, 40% because consumers, so during COVID, that entire area was up. Everybody was investing in their homes, adding new things, new throw pillows, um, new patio furniture, you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We, this past year, absolutely not. They are focused on where do you spend your money and where do you save and get by? And we're finding from a home decor standpoint, absolutely, they're not purchasing at, at the same levels as prior. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of mm-hmm. that, yeah, on the flip side of that, grocery with with the uh, closing of so many retailers out there. So Toys R Us and, and um, you know, others, Bed Bath & Beyond, 
Certainly retailers who take advantage of having some gift alternatives in their store certainly have made out. So we have put a focus on toys. Uh, board games came back during COVID and sort of still is, still are there. So being thoughtful on what can we offer for consumers in our store as gift giving um, absolutely has paid dividend. And gift cards. Gift cards are huge. One of our largest, uh, so the largest selling period is uh, the end of November through Christmas for gift cards. And Tops has had a uh, longstanding Christmas bonus program. And what basically what that is, is for every, uh, you get $10 off a $50 gift participating gift card um, for, for every time you spend $50 in groceries. So it's, it's a savings and it enhances those that give gift cards as gifts. Um, and so our largest percentage of sales is at the end of the year. So absolutely, we take advantage and, and have that offering. And Joe, do you see that too? Does the, does the data support that with gift cards? It doesn't it hasn't slowed down. It's only accelerating. I you think. know, what we're seeing mostly is that the, the gifting around food, so food cards would definitely be part of that, is way higher than anything else. You know, way higher than, you know, spas or memberships or, you know, anything. Um, entertainment. Those food gifts, including gift cards, are way up there. So I, I totally see that. And it's practical too, right? And I think we're getting back to like, if people aren't even buying, buying the home decor, maybe they already refresh, you know, who needs to buy new throw pillows when we already right. bought them in 2020. But I think it gets back to experiences. Like, right, I think it gets to the core. People want experiences. They want experiences when they shop. They want experiences with their family. And is that something that you, you see continuing, not just for the holidays, but kind of in general? All over. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. We see it in the new products that people are buying. Um, you know, they're looking for, heightened flavor, heightened scent, um, more interesting flavors. That's to me, the beauty of our industry is that it's an affordable indulgence. It's affordable exploration. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like, this is what we have going for ourselves. We have a lot of non-discretionary that gets people in the doors, but at the same time, you know, a nice cut of meat or a bottle of wine is a lot cheaper than a new pair of jeans or, or tennis shoes, right? And Kristen, how do you get the store? How are the stores helping um, shoppers immerse themselves in, to get in that holiday spirit, whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's Christmas, whether it's some of the Hanukkah, whatever other holidays that people celebrate? Um, how are you how are you helping create that ambiance and that experience that they're enjoying their time in the store? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the beauty is that we have four walls of things that we can do with inside. And so, um, you know, we really pride ourselves on merchandising for the holiday. We want to make sure that the items and the products that uh, resonate for that particular holiday, certainly the upcoming Thanksgiving and Christmas are front and center. Um, that, so we have, we create theme displays, your holiday baking, um, your holiday meal prep. Uh, so we create those moments of interruption uh, throughout the store. And certainly as we get into Christmas, you've got music, um, you have feelings, you have scents that come out of the produce department or the bakery department. All of those elements combined we want um, our consumers to know that we're going into the holiday season, that we're here, we're here to help and we're here to serve. Um, but it's, it's really about the display. The, uh, and we, we take pride in working really closely and creating each market area to have its, its identity. 
um, and certainly reflect the market that it's in, but more importantly, reflect the season that it's in. And so uh, I think the stores do a really wonderful job of that. Yeah, you can't mistake the cinnamon. That nothing gets me wanting to buy yeah. something is when I smell cinnamon somewhere. I don't know where it is, but when it is, that's like then a... I just go over to the bakery section. Exactly. <laughs> that's absolutely true. And Joan, looking ahead a little bit with the quick pivot, I love I love how it's like the next day and we're all like resolutions because I just ate you know like four cinnamon rolls. But but where do you see the quick? Uh, do you have any projections for how consumers are going to make that pivot or anything else that you see uh, you know influencing decisions right afterwards, heading into another hopefully not too uncertain year? Yeah, it is. Well, I do think the financial outlook is is pretty grim for a while. You know, maybe into Q two of twenty twenty four. Um, in terms of resolutions, what we've observed is that people are shifting more towards a better me, you know, like little incremental steps for a better me. And it could be, maybe I'll focus more on my mental health. Maybe I'll focus more on, you know, just notching things up a little bit. I, I think that people are moving away from the, oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in January, or I'm going <laughs> to do whatever. Um the one thing that I do think is interesting is that particularly around beverage alcohol, and maybe it is right after the right after the holidays, but we have more sober or sober curious moments throughout the year. Um, sober October or dry January. Um, and there's so many like the, the industry is responding with a lot of no alcohol or low sugar or just um low, no, and non-alcohol varieties and stuff. So I think the industry continues to respond to consumers' version of whatever finding the better me happens to be. Yeah, do you see that as well, Kristen? Yeah, I think, uh, Joan, I loved how you said that, the better me, because I think the word diet is really starting to leave the language of, of many. And it's more about yeah. health and it's... Yeah, good reason. It, right. Yeah, we all need that, gosh darn it. Um, but I think it's more about health and well-being, personal well-being. And that definition varies by individual. So certainly we hear about and our customers talk about intermittent fasting. Now, losing a meal does not help the retail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> However, during those eight hours, they can eat whatever they need, want. But it's but I think it's that. And I for a retailer, it's again meeting customers, meeting our our customers where they're at and being accessible. So if it's needs-based, we want to make sure that we have it gluten-free, et cetera. Um, but I think the low, the no, what Joan said is absolutely spot on. Um, and, some, and, and the other thing that we balance is what consumers say they'll do and what they actually do um, can vary, certainly. And that's why we need Oreos in the store. Um, but you know, <laughs> making sure that we we start 2024 with the, the uh most consumers go into January and they think like this is the time I'm going to jump in and we're ready for that. And so we will market towards health and wellness and well-being, both mental, physical, um, eating habits, exercise, et cetera, and encourage all of those things um, through media, through participation in our market areas um, and through our food choices and our displays, as I mentioned. So we'll go away from uh, the holiday displays and into better for you elements throughout the store. Um, so certainly go, go that route. The other piece from health and wellness, it's, it's that the, uh, element of price and value 
to Joan's point, will absolutely carry forward into 2024. The inflation is here to stay. Um, and so how consumers spend their money, they will continue to need to be thoughtful um, as we go into 2024. And as a retailer, we also need to be thoughtful as to how we display what we offer and our price points. And permissible indulgence sure lives in both of these spaces, right? It lives at the holidays. It lives after the holidays. And to your point, Joan, um, you know, manufacturers and retailers are getting so creative in the solutions, whether it's low alcohol, no alcohol or low ABV products in those little single portion dessert snacks that I just love myself. But I mean, that lives in both of these, these spaces. And Absolutely. And, you know, Kristen even mentioned this, like, you know, that, that health and wellness as defined by the individual is different. And it continues to grow. Like the definition of health and wellness continues to grow. Like think about it. We didn't really talk much about mental health or the, the benefit of sleep when we were growing up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very much top of mind for consumers. And we have, a, each of us has an average of six wellness goals. So, so many opportunities for any retailer to kind of lean into that, but that permissible indulgence, self-rewarding, rewarding others is always going to be there. All right. And final question here. I always like asking on a personal level, what's going to be in your carts this holiday season? What are some staples that you have, whether it's Thanksgiving or in December? What are what are some must-have things in your cart? And Joan, I'll start with you. For me, um, there's a lot of things that we like to make from scratch. Um, so things like, you know, cranberry sauce. It's like I like to make the fresh. But guess what? People in my family want to see that log with the little ridges coming out of the can. So we'll have both. Um, And to Kristen's point, it's like, here's one of the things that I love about retailers and that in-store experience is that I can see a merchandising display and I can see everything from the scratch ingredients all the way up to the prepared thing. And a lot of times I land right in the middle. Like we've got one dish that's kind of like a corn, a corn souffle almost, or a corn casserole. Ooh. And it's like, it'll take like a mix of corn muffin mix, you know, with mm-hmm. canned corn. So it's like, it's, it's a mix of some of those, you know, shortcuts, if you will. So mm-hmm. delicious. Lots of butter. I have to get your recipe after that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a mix. It's definitely a mix, but, um, and in that corn dish, I didn't grow up with it. It was, it happened to be something that I tried that somebody else had brought to a different Thanksgiving. And it's like, that's why I love this holiday. Show me something new. It might become my new tradition. I love it. I love it. Kristen, what's I in your heart? Um, you know, I, I think first I'll state that um, my family has, uh, so I grew up in Northern Maine on a potato farm. So, oh, yes. Yeah, so I, um, so family traditions and family gatherings were very, very important to our entire family. And we would go to the farm is what we called it, which was my grandparents' house. And wow. um, so to be around the table with um, everything was homemade. So I'm like Joan, for the most part, I am a homemade um, from scratch uh, cooker because I, I want to be that. Um, but yet, you know, on occasion, I bring in the rolls and I bring in some of those items. But um, it's funny, Joan, that you have a corn dish because so don't I. My grandmother always made corn scallop. It's an interesting um, recipe. It's not the best for you, but uh, I have made it for years since I left home and started my own family. And I can't go a holiday without making it. 
And it has since moved on to my husband's family and to other families and to other families. So that the ingredients for that is always in the cart. Um, you know, and again, the uh, cranberry out of the can, my husband will not eat anything but. So it needs to <laughs> And mine has to be chilled in my family. They have to have Yes, I do too. I have to put the can in the fridge prior to the holiday. (laughs) Yeah, same here. And then we have a corn. um, Maybe it was was a depression era thing or slightly after or a wartime thing. It was my grandmother's um, corn pudding, we call it. So, um, you know, I find that interesting. We all have a little corn dish. That is lots of butter. Is it butter the common denominator along with corn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It really is. What could go wrong? And then she's her name. Yeah, right. And some eggs, you know, you can't mm-hmm. go wrong with that either. Yes. That's it. Well, thank you both for joining me today. It was great. I hope you have a wonderful holiday with your families as well. Yeah. Thank Happy you. Thanksgiving, ladies. Nice talking to you. Nice talking thank to you. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thank you. Have a wonderful holiday. And if you have an idea for a Top Women in Grocery podcast, please feel free to reach out to me, LPTRAK, L-P-E-T-R-A-K, at EnsembleIQ.com. And you can listen, uh, well, watch this, wherever, this, this podcast wherever you typically listen to podcasts on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Mm-hmm.